0: Stand and take our Bibles tonight, and I want you to turn to Isaiah 43, Isaiah 43, but then I need you to also be ready to go to Ezekiel chapter 36 tonight, as we all stand for the reading of the word, Isaiah 43 tonight, now we're only going to be in Isaiah for a brief moment, Uh, this morning I preached out of Isaiah for our theme, and then over the next. Uh, Four weeks or so, we're going to be in Isaiah on Sunday morning. But I want to want to read this passage in Isaiah 43, and then we're going to spend the message tonight in Ezekiel 36. Now, the message is going to be different tonight um, because what I'm I'm doing this evening is kind of going to be speaking, preaching, and then also um, bringing together kind of the the calendar and the events and. We're going to kind of work our way through this uh, tonight. And then at the end, towards the end of the night, we're going to put the calendar in your hand and go through the actual calendar itself. And so I'm going to work my way uh, through these things. So let me just say this. When I start giving events and dates, don't write them down because, like, I'm going to give you a calendar in just a few minutes, okay? So just I'm I'm going at this very purposefully. So just follow me uh, tonight. Isaiah chapter 43. I'm just going to read our theme verse, verse 19, and then we'll get into the word. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers In the desert. Let's pray. Father, bless now your word tonight. I pray that you would um, help me, Lord, to articulate the various things that I believe from your word need to be said. And then I pray that you would encourage us and give us a glimpse of what you have for us this year. Bless the service, we pray in Jesus' name. All of God's people said, amen. You may be seated. Preached a whole message on this this morning, so I'm not going to fully go into this. If you weren't able to hear it, I'd encourage you to get on our website this week and listen to the AM message because it's very foundational to what we're going at and what we're doing this year. But I want to notice that we talked about the theme new streams and it kind of is built around that beginning phrase in verse 19 where God says, behold, pay attention, behold, I will do A new thing and we talked about the desire of God to bring a new Exodus in Israel they just as the Red Sea he brought them in the old Exodus out of Egypt to Canaan he wanted to perform a new Exodus out of Babylon back into the land of Canaan but I want to just start because as we get into the night and we're going to talk about new some new things and different things I want to kind of make sure that I'm clear and that our church is clear about something. Because when God is saying, I'm going to do a new thing, it doesn't mean He's saying, I'm getting rid of all the old things. God, When God's going to take them to Canaan, and He's going to give them new streams, it doesn't mean that God is starting completely over from scratch, and that nothing that they currently are doing or currently having is going to be there no god is going to take the basis of their worship he's going to take the basis of their sacrifices they're still going to have the many of the same things that they have now are going to go with them to canaan it's not like god saying hey i'm going to do a new thing and we're just going to completely abolish the old no the idea is that we have this we have this place that we're in and now i'm going to build on it and add and bring more chapters to the story, I'm not going to erase everything I've already done. And I want to be clear about this tonight, that as we're going to talk a little bit about some of the new things that we're bringing, and some of the prayers that we have, that we're not suggesting we want to get rid of all the old. Um, I have here a menu in front of me, the, the, uh, that five-star establishment, the Grill and Chill, uh, right next door. And, you know, I did a little research this week just for fun about restaurant menus and, and kind of, you know, strategies for menus. And one of the things that they talk about in, in many restaurants, in many situations, is the need to have new items on the menu and to have seasonal options On the menu that it kind of shakes it up and it maybe gives people who have stopped coming to a restaurant a reason to come back and so they give you know timelines some guys say you know once a quarter some guys say annually just depends on who you read but the idea is that a thriving restaurant will usually have some seasonal offerings or add some new items to the menu to keep it exciting and to keep it fresh and to draw interest however However, one of the things it talks about is you you better know what the core items on your menu are and you don't get rid of those. And so like Grill and Chill, they talk a lot about the biryani over there. And so if you're if you're adding to the menu, which by the way, this is a fairly extensive menu. I'm not sure that adding to this menu is necessary, but but if they're going to add to the menu, they don't they shouldn't take away the biryani because the biryani is is the baby it's the focus it's the thing that many people go there for and i just want to submit this to you tonight i don't want there to be confusion i don't want there to be any misunderstanding that we know what our biryani is as a church we know what the word of god has and we have a some core things on the menu and the preaching of the word of god and the sunday school and the core ministries that we know who we are and we're not talking about hey new streams Forget the old menu, we're just starting from scratch. That's not the idea tonight. The idea is that we've got a good menu, we've got some good core things going on, but now God wants to lead us into more and new ministries and new events and new streams of people that we're trying to reach. So I just want to be clear tonight that when we're talking about behold a new thing, we're not talking about completely abolishing the old. So I hope we understand that. And let me also say one more thing because I don't want there to be confusion. You know, we're excited as a church about... Some of the things we're going to talk about with the youth and the young adults. And I'm, I'm thrilled, by the way, at the about the size of our young adult ministry and, and the, the, the vision that we have for the youth ministry. But I want to just be clear about something, that we're not looking for our older, and I'm using that word just as a very broad category, we're not looking for our older people in our church to just hand over the baton and just sit in their seats and just have young people doing everything. And I want to be really clear about that because as we're coming into 2022 I don't have we don't have some age limit where we're saying only you know 32 years old and under are going to be used of God Actually, I'm saying we're looking at the whole body of the church and this great core that we have that have been in the church, some people, for over 25 years, and we want all of you, all of us, together bringing your experience, bringing that seasoning and that maturity and all that you've built up over the years to help us seek new streams. And so please please never, never think that just because we're trying to reach a younger gr- a group or because we have younger people that are serving that in any way we're trying to communicate that we just want to disparage or or kind of just have you know the elderly people or the older people sit on the seat and just clap no 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 we want everybody participating everybody serving the lord all hands on deck For the glory of God. So I wanted to just kind of explain some of that. And in my mind as the pastor, I'm not the pastor of just the young adults and just the teenagers. I'm the pastor of the whole church. Of all age groups. And it's my responsibility to help equip all the saints to do the work of the ministry. Not just certain select groups of people. So I just want to be super clear about that tonight. That as we're talking about new streams and we're talking about new things, I'm very excited. Uh, One, we want everybody in on this and B, we're not dismissing the core things that we're we're not going to talk about the improvements that we're making to Sunday school because that's a core thing, but we're making improvements to Sunday school. Like I'm not going to go into all of the other core areas that we're working on improving because that's already part of something that we have. Okay, so I just wanted to take a moment and just remind you that our menu stands strong and that your favorite dish probably isn't going away this year. Okay. Now go to Ezekiel chapter 36. In Ezekiel chapter 36, you have you have through the prophet Ezekiel God talking to Israel in the same scenario. They're in Babylon, and, and God is talking about the same time period is what he's talking about in Isaiah, and God is going to talk about the new stream that he wants to bring in Ezekiel 36 verse 24. You're going to see the same language as what we saw this morning. He says, for I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your land. So you see the Lord, and he's talking to them while they're in, in exile, while they're under the oppression of the Babylonians, and he's speaking to the new things that he's going to do and bringing them back to Canaan. But in this language, and we're not going to break all this down tonight. At some point, we'll preach through the book of Ezekiel, I suppose. But in these next few verses, in a lot of the prophets, there's layers, meaning He's talking about things that are going to come, but then there's also images. So there's some things that are going to come in the near future, but with that there's images of things that are coming in the far future, right? So you have times where it's talking about God's going to bring a deliverer, and there is going to be a deliverer, but then the language is also talking about the Messiah, the ultimate deliverer. And so in these verses you have God talking about them coming back to Babylon, But you also have him talking about the millennial reign and some of those things. So some of that language is there. But here's what I want you to see. That God is talking to them about this stream of blessing. This work that he wants to do in them. And I want you to see how the stream flows. And as we look at how the stream flows... That is how we're looking at this year and emphasizing this year. So I want to start with verse 25. He says, Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean from all your filthiness, and from all your idols will I cleanse you. Notice this a new heart. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you and I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh. So God is talking to the nation and he's talking about the stream. He's talking about the new blessing and the new things he's going to bring. But notice where he starts. He starts with the individuals. He starts with the heart of each person in the nation. And he says this, I'm going to cleanse you. You've been living in idolatry. You've been worshiping all these idols and going away from me. But I am going to do a work in you. And you are going to confess. And you are going to come to me. And I am going to cleanse you of your sin. And and not only am I going to cleanse you of your sin, I'm going to give you a new heart. I'm gonna make you a new creation. I'm gonna give you spiritual life that will allow you to not go back to those old ways, that will allow you to not live in the old sin condition. I'm gonna forgive you and then I'm gonna change you and I'm going to give you an entirely new heart. So get it, the stream of God, when God's looking and He's saying, I wanna do a work, I wanna do something in this place. He doesn't start with the masses. He starts with the individual. Mark it down every time God does a work, any time in the scripture always starts with the heart of an individual. It always starts with a Moses. It starts with a David. It starts with the Lord Himself. It starts with the John the Baptist. Because God, the stream, always begins in the hearts of individuals. And listen, before we ever get into, oh, hey, what's gonna God going to do for us as a church? What's God going to do for us as a collective? Here's where we need to start. What's God going to do in your heart and in my heart? Because really when we're talking about something new and the streams of the Lord, here's where we need to start your personal walk, your personal relationship your personal your personal spirituality with the lord and and so when we were looking at our church and we're looking at the calendar and we're looking at what god has we have a lot of things going on already to work on the heart but i want to start off by talking tonight about the new streams of god in our heart the new streams of god in our heart one of the things that i've been praying about and seeking the lord and man it didn't i mean it came came to us like literally Wednesday of this week. We've been working on these things for months, but I, I've been praying that the Lord would give us a, a, really imp, a really powerful revival from the Lord. I know our churches have revival meetings, but I wanted a new speaker. I wanted, I wanted a fresh meeting of the Lord where God would speak to us In a great way. And so this year we're going to have our revival. And our revival is going to go from the 12th to the 15th. It's going to go from June on Sunday through Wednesday. But before it starts, we're going to start off with the men's prayer barbecue that Friday night. So we're going to come together with the men on that Friday night on June 10th. And we're going to have a little barbecue. And then we're going to have some time of prayer. And we're going to have some time of seeking the Lord. Why? For our hearts as men saying, God, we want you to do something unique and something special in our life. And then on Saturday, the ladies are going to come and they're going to have a time of, of a luncheon and then they're going to have a time of ladies' prayer. Why? Because ladies need to hear from the Lord and ladies need new streams Of God, And then we're going to bring in a guest preacher our church has never had, and maybe some of you have heard of him. He's a man named Wayne Shemish. He's been a missionary in Thailand for 12 years. Before that, he pastored the Good Shepherd Baptist Church in Australia. He's one of the most anointed preachers that I know. God has used him in a great way all over the world. And let me just say this. I know people, oh, we've had revival meetings. Let me just tell you something. A revival meeting can do a great work in your heart and in my heart. And so we've prayed and we've sought the Lord. And, and this is a guy that usually his calendar is full for years, but we really talked to him about it. And he prayed and literally up to this Wednesday, we were able to secure him. And I'm just going to tell you, this, I believe God's going to speak to us personally in a great way in this meeting in June. So, so one, of the mo- one of the big emphases that we're adding to the calendar that we haven't had the last two years is we're going to have a, a, a vibrant, powerful revival meeting in the month of June. The second thing, and of course there will be some other things, but the second thing I want to emphasize is we're going to kind of relaunch, but in a new way, we're going to bring about the Colombo Bible Baptist College. Now, now what we've kind of done in the past here is we've used the phrase institute and in college, and we're not going to do that, we're just going to have a college, okay? And basically, if you're a pastor, you're a pastor's major. If you're, you know, if you're just wanting to take classes and you just take the electives or you just take the regular courses. But we're going to be putting out literature and we're going to have we have a four-year four-year class with electives and real classes and credits, and we'll keep all your stuff on file. And we're going to bring, for those of you that are called to the ministry, you want to be pastors, you want to be pastors' wives, whatever it is, we're going to have all of that. And we're going to start this year, we're going to bring it in. And we're going to start working our way in slowly because we have continue. And I don't want to have continue and we're pushing this and wanting people to disciple. And then we're going to have continue and then we're going to overload our church with all this other stuff. So what we're going to do this year is we're going to have the Bible College on Wednesday mornings. It's going to go from 9:15 to 12:30. There's going to be three classes on those particular Wednesdays. So we have people that are surrendered. They want to be in the ministry. Those who are not and you have the ability to come. We're going to have those courses available and that will begin on March 9th and the first semester will go from March 9th to June 8th. And I'm really excited about that. We'll offer three courses on that Wednesday morning, one elective and then two uh, regular classes. And then one of the things is I know that sometimes we have people in our church that, that A, you, you would love to get a little extra learning, but you're never going to be able to. Even eventually if we have the Tuesday night again, which let me just stop and say this. One of the reasons why I'm not doing Tuesday night is because I want us to reach souls this year. And I want us to spend more time out there than we spend time in here. And so I want to keep some of our nights free. So we've got continue. You need to get someone in. That'll be a great way for you to train someone, to disciple people. But I want to make sure that I'm balancing the amount of time that we're in the building and that we're outside the building. And so some of that is very deliberate. So what we're going to do, though, is we have some people are like, man, you know, I've never been able to take this course. I've never been able to take this elective. So every semester, once a semester, we're going to have what's called an elective night. We're on Friday night from like 6 p.m. to like 11 p.m. You're going to be able to come, and we're going to do the four-hour course on Friday night, and then we're going to finish it on Saturday morning. So you can, you can be able to get a full elective in on a Friday and Saturday. So I know we've got some men who work and some ladies who work, and you've never been able to take really anything like that. And so those elective nights will have one in May, and we'll have one in November. You'll be able to put those in and come in, and we'll pick things that I believe will be pertinent and relevant to your situations. And you'll come in, it'll be a great time together, and it will be very intense. I got the idea, first of all, when I was invited, when I was in Idaho, I was invited to come to go to China, and I didn't get to do this. But they bring people from the United States into China, and they'll do a whole semester in two days, three days. And they go meet up in an office somewhere, and they got to cram it in because that's just the way it works. And so I, I thought, you know, it would be good every so often to be able to have kind of an elective night, right, where you can come and just get some extra learning, get some extra education. And so I'm really looking forward to this. And my goal, here's my goal for this year. My goal is, okay, let's, let's start this. Let's have a clear four-year plan. Let's begin on Wednesdays. Let's get some of these people that people that have been waiting to get. You know, I think about guys like Josh. I'm not trying to put him on the spot, but a guy like Josh and Nipun, some of these guys are ready to get into the ministry. Let's get these courses going and then get continue going and then we'll evaluate where we are for next year if we need to alter and adjust and plan so don't think well i'm not saying it's going to be wednesday mornings for eternity i'm just saying for this year where we are and where our focus needs to be we need to have a little freedom to get out and reach souls okay so we're going to do it that way and so those are there's other things we've got going on but those are the two big ones i'm really excited about the revival really excited about the bible college as well Now, notice verse 37. So, God starts in the heart. But then notice this. Thus saith the Lord God, I will yet for this be inquired of by the house of Israel to do it for them. I will increase them with men like a flock. Notice this. As the holy flock, the flock of Jerusalem... In her solemn feasts, show shall the way cities be filled with the flocks of men, and they shall know that I am the Lord. So God says this I'm gonna pour my spirit out. I'm going to do a new work in the hearts of individuals, but it's not just going to be individuals going out and living and doing their own thing. I'm going to bring the people of Jerusalem together like my flock, like a shepherd with a flock, and they are going to come together and they are going to be my holy flock, following me, obeying me. Uh, he even talks about this in verse 27. He says, I will put my spirit and cause you to walk in my statutes and ye shall keep my judgments. He has this picture of as he's dealing with them as individuals, he brings them there as a collective. And now together as a collective, they are a flock. What does that mean? They're following God. They're going where God wants them to go. They're being used how God wants them to be used. They as a body are also experiencing the streams of God. And so we talk, about, we talk about new streams in our heart. But I also want to say this. We were talking about new streams in our church as well. That, that, that we want God to do a work in you as individuals. But then also some stuff for us as a church family. Really believe. Can I say it's really important for us as a church to, to grow in unity and do things together. So I'm going to cover. There's some other things that are, could follow into this that will be later in, in what I'm going to talk about. But I'm just going to highlight a couple. Uh, obviously the continue ministry. Right? Now, now I understand we, we've, we've begun the training, but you understand there's going to be a big there's going to be a big task from the training to the implementing, and when we actually get to the place where we come in here five four forty five, but then at five and there's people that are literally discipling people, that's going to be enormous for our church. And those who are new believers or those who maybe have been believers for a long time but they've never, been, they've never went through the doctrine and they're going to get to come and have that one-on-one training, that's going to build relationships. That's going to allow some of our core members and faithful members to utilize their gifts. That is going to be a huge, huge ministry for our church. Also, as a church, we have a new songbook. Now, what we've done here, and I want to take a couple moments about this, is, and I've talked about this before, we are we are conservative, and we love the hymnal, and we, we sing, and that's always gonna be that's always gonna be the base, that's always gonna be the core. But but as churches, listen, can I say this that every hymn in our hymnal is not a Baptist hymnal? A hymn. Like, if you've not read, like Martin Luther wasn't a Baptist, Charles Wesley wasn't a Baptist, right? So what happened? Well, these songs came out. And the churches, the Baptist churches, saw the appropriateness of the song, the, the doctrine of the song, the godliness of the music, and it fit the culture of what they were trying to do. And over the course of time, Germans, all different kinds of writers, were added to the hymnal. Now, we're not going to add to the hymnal, per se, but what we recognize is that throughout church history, like in the United States or in other places where you have a church culture, you have songs that are being sung in in Baptist churches for like 15 years that our church hasn't sung one time. And new songs are helpful for the heart. Psalms tells us sing a new song. It it's good to have new, it's good to have some fresh songs to kind of stir the heartstrings and, and some new truth and some new doctrine. There's nothing wrong with that as long as it fits the culture and it doesn't take away from the menu. Amen. So I've been praying, and I've, I selected a group of songs that for the entire year that we're going to add slowly, just a song here and a song there, that fit who we are biblically. They have already been sung in churches just like us that are solid and strong, not just going out here and looking online and just singing what they're singing. I'm talking about songs that have been sung in churches like ours for a long time, not going in some weird direction, but that will add value to our worship, freshness, New songs, new doc, not new doctrines, but old doctrines sung in new ways. So I'm really looking forward to our new songbook. And so this songbook has some of the songs, but not all of them for the year. And we have a plan. We're just going to implement new songs. It'll be a blessing. It'll, it'll make our singing rich. And, you know, one of the things I love about Christmas is when we sing all Christmas songs and then we come back in January, the hymn singing is Amazing. Because there's something about when you have some fresh songs, it all mixes together if you do it right. The second thing, the other thing that we've done, you've done many times in the past, and I just felt led of the Lord that we needed to do this this year, was that in the month of March and in the month of November, we're going to have all the men in my in, with my, me in the Sunday school class, and all the ladies are going to be in this class with my wife. And I just feel like we need some time together. And I want the ladies to be with my wife a little bit. You know, we've had a crazy year with COVID and Nathan and all these different things. And many of you, you know, with COVID have been in and out. And I just think as a church, we need some time together in that format with the men and with the ladies and teaching in that way. And so for the month of March, the children will still have their class, the youth will still have their class, but everyone else, all of the men will be in here for Sunday school, and all the ladies will be in there for Sunday school for the month of March and then in the month of November. And then in April, on April 30th, we're going to begin an annual ladies' event. And that's going to be just one of the things. My, my wife's going to run that, and the ladies will have a special day together, a special event. She'll talk more about that. But that's going to be great for the fellowship. That's going to be a very enriching time. Ladies will get involved, and ladies will do what ladies do, and you're going to have a great time. Then the next one actually came. I've said this before. Some of the best things come by accident. It was uh, during Christmas outreach. We all got in the bus. We've been renting the bus and really have enjoyed that. And so we all get in the bus, and, and we're just kind of hanging, you know, going, and it's just kind of fun. You know, we're all sitting together, and, and a couple of the ladies said, hey, we should go on a field trip. And it was Shereen and Lucky, like, we should go on a field trip. And I'm like, man, that sounds Cool. You know, like meet up and get in a bus and go somewhere and spend the day together and, you know, be together on the bus and go somewhere fun that maybe we wouldn't normally go and spend the day together and then come back, you know, late in the evening. And so on June 4th, we'll give more of the details. We're going to have a church field trip. We're all going to get together. We're going to load up and and a bus or a couple buses depending on if you know how many people come and we're going to go somewhere and be together and, and walk and eat it's just going to be a great time of fellowship to get out of the building to be together and enjoy ourselves as a church and so I'm really looking forward to that and then another one I want to highlight is beginning starting in 2023 we're going to have what's called promotion Sunday okay and this is going to, this is going to shake things up a little bit and this is going to be good for our church and so you know as as a church goes you know people grow in their ages and and really people should start to go in you know at different age segments and so it took me a little bit to kind of understand the way that the school system is here and and kind of how it works and so i didn't want to make any tweaks or changes until we really had a good pulse on this but on january 1st 2023 all of, the, all of the young people that have finished their A-levels and O-levels will promote up into the young adult class, okay? So, like, make it su- it's going to be super clear, super easy. You finish your A-levels, you finish your O-levels, you come to January. It's time for you to go to the big boy, the big lady class, and I'm joking because we have big boys and big girls in the, young, the teen class, but you're going to move up to the young adults. Then we're going to, now I'm going to rock some worlds right now, then, beginning in January, we're going to start where 30-year-olds move out of the young adults. And they're going to move into my class until we do some other things and break up, have more classes. The, it's just time that we create some sections of age groups. And we begin to, the young adults really need to be from right around that 20 to right around that 30, and then we need to have another age section for that, okay? So we're going to do that, but I wanted to give some of you that have been in there for a while, I'm going to give you almost a whole year. It's like the year of Jubilee, right? So you're like, I'm 37. Hey, man, enjoy it, because in January, you're, it's over for you, right? Someone in here is 29, they're thinking, man, that's not right, but... but but don't worry, because we're going to make it all work out, okay? It's going to be good. And those 30 year olds, we're going to have stuff going on for you. We're not going to just forget because you're 30. Be like, well, here's your cane. God bless you, right? So, but I just kind of want to put that in your mind and how that's going to go. We need to be clear about this. And, I, and look, one of the things that it doesn't matter what your culture is, you want to have a Bible mindset. And the Bible mindset is we get to certain ages and it's time to move forward. It's time to move on to different things. And as we get to different ages, we should be in different pockets of life. And so that really is representing a Bible thing. It's not a Western thing. Because now Western, you know, there's plenty of 35-year-olds sitting on a video game in California. And, they, you know, they haven't shaved in two months. They haven't been outside in two months. They need a promotion Sunday as well. Okay, so those are just some of the things that we're going to have some new streams in our church, field trips, ladies' event, split, Bible classes, uh, and, and uh, the new songbook and some of those. So we're really excited about that. Now, look at verse 36. So, so get it, the stream has, has come to the heart. It's come to the church, or the Israel. They're not the church. We're the church, the flag. Then verse 36. Then the heathen that are left round about you shall know that I, the Lord, build the ruined places and plant that was desolate, I, the Lord, have spoken, and I will do it. I love this. So every, whenever you read God's working, it starts with an individual, it goes to the body, but it never stops with the body. It never stops with just Israel or just the church or just the you know the group of people that all know each other and love each other. No, God is always looking beyond. He's always looking outside of Israel. He's looking outside of the church. He's saying, okay, now I'm going to pour my blessing and I want the heathen. I want those outside of Israel to know who I am. Why? Because He wants them to come to Him. He wants them to believe on Him. All through Isaiah and Ezekiel is the concept that He wants to reach the gentiles if you're not a jew you're a gentile and god is always looking not just at putting streams on an individual not just streams on the 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 israel or on the church but he wants to put streams that flow out throughout the world and reach all people that's exactly what Jesus said. Go ye therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things. And you know, he talks about going from Jerusalem to Samaria to Judea to the uttermost parts of the earth. God wants his streams to flow individually, corporately, and then globally. And so I want to break this down into three areas. We want to, first of all, have new streams in our city. New streams in our City. We need to start right here in Colombo. Okay, we're not technically in Colombo, but you know what I'm saying. First thing is we have up here is the youth, the youth ministry. Now the youth ministry is not up because apparently it's not significant. They move in. They move in that slide there. Thank you. So the youth ministry next Sunday night, Brother Soren is going to give. We're going to have a youth night, and Brother Soren is going to kind of present. What they're doing, they've kind of got a whole ministry tapered and a whole plan that he's going to take the young people and get them involved in reaching the young people in our country. And I will tell you this, when you live in a country that's 90, you know, 98 99% other than Christian, if you really want to shake that country, you have to go young. You have to reach the young generation. And so it's so important that we have a vibrant youth ministry. And so Burris is going to present that next Sunday, talk to the church and preach on that subject. The next one, I'm going to take some time to talk about this one, is we're going to begin our singular ministry March 6th. But this is going to be different than our church has done this because it's going I I look at this singular ministry in, in phases. And I want to start by talking about the first phase this year, which this really has more to do with streams and candy than streams for Singlet by itself. So we understand that, you know, Brother Sharon's been called of the Lord. Him and Melissa have been called of the Lord and to go to candy. And, you know, selfishly, I want to just keep him here, right? I mean, just love his, love his energy, the song leading, all the things that he does. I mean, it's just... I mean, who doesn't want to have them here forever? And then now you have Amelia, and so it's like you just can't ever leave because when she says pastor, it's like the whole world just stops. But that's not what God wants, right? And so we've been praying and we've been talking just about timing and how to go about this. And, And I've planted a church. My family's planning a church, and I understand the difficulties, the challenges. And planning a church is completely different than just taking a church, okay? And so as I began to pray about this year, and, and I, we've been, we actually talked about this a lot last year before COVID, really, really felt led that what, what Brother Sharon needs to be prepared is not just more song leading. It's not just teaching a young adult class. Both Sean and Melissa need, and I believe the Lord wants them to have a setting that replicates as close as possible a church plant. So, so in other words, some of the challenges of church planting, that he can get some of those things ironed out and they can work together as a team now before they have to do that up in candy all by themselves. And so what we're doing with the single ministry is we're going to go about this a little bit different than we would normally do. And here's what you have to understand. You have to understand that the goal right now isn't necessary. Now, we want this, but the goal first, the first priority is not having a big single ministry. That's not the first priority right now. What's the first priority right now? The first priority to me right now is getting Sharon and Melissa ready to plant a church. That's the number one priority. So you have to understand that in order to understand why we're doing things the way we're doing. Okay? So what we're going to do is I've given Brother Sharon the time 3 p.m. The reason why I gave him 3 p.m. is I wanted the single ministry completely separated from the English. I didn't want it right after the English, and I didn't want it right before the English because I want Brother Sharon and Melissa to have to go out and find people who will come without any connection to the English ministry. They don't, they don't come to stay. They don't come to be here after. And I want them to know what it's like to feel. Here's what I want them to know what it's like to have a building that nobody's here. This is you and your wife, Amelia. And you got to try to grow and you got to try to find people and you got to try to reach people at a a weird time. Because when you're a church planner, guess what? You don't get to set all the details and you don't usually get the finest and the best. And it's like there's a lot of challenges. okay? and so what what I what I want them to do is we're not going to have our church come in here at three o'clock and providing a bunch of help. We're not going to do any of that. So, so anybody who has any desire to help, you're gonna to have to get permission from me first. Because really, if we have 20 people here from the church, guess what we've done? We've taken away the whole point. The whole point is I want them to know what it's like to have to play it from Lelly to know what it's like to play the piano and have Amelia and have Sharon and all of those dynamics that you and I don't think about, but when you plan a church, that's what you have to do and i want them to go through that experience but not up in candy i want them to go through that experience here so that as they're experiencing it he can grow he can adjust he can learn to preach every single week in that context he can get he can he can adjust if there's only two people or three people there those are all things that you have to adjust to and and work together so that at, we have kind of a set timeline. I'm not going to get into that, but after a set timeline, some of those things are just going to make him more equipped, help them work out some wrinkles so that when we start, when we send them, they're going to be far, far more equipped than if we just send them like this, like right now. Okay, so I want you to understand this. We will have single attracts. We're gonna have new single tracks that are gonna be printed, and we're gonna hand those out. And we're gonna invite people, but on, and, and I'm gonna encourage you to do that. But let's say you want to bring someone to single. You can do that. But after you bring them one time, they need to come on their own. So you can't keep bringing people because it will take away from the purpose. And the purpose right now is I want Brother Sharon and Melissa to learn. Here it is. You have a building. Fill it up. Do the best you can say, well, man, we might not get as many people. That's okay right now because that's not the top priority. The top priority is getting Sharon and Melissa ready to plant a church in candy. So there's some guys that I know w- they want to help in different things, and so we're going to organize all of that. But I just want you to understand that we're not going to have the English ministry on the property here helping and doing different things. Like if that happens, I'll just cancel it because it defeats the purpose. Okay so I'm just I'm laying it out straight up this is what we're doing this is why we're doing it and I know this, you give Brother Sharon and Melissa this period of time where he's preaching every week, where they're going out together. Because we've one of the things that we've done is we've, I've taken all the admin that he had. He had a lot of admin, and we've taken it off, not as a penalty, because I want to free him up to be out as much as he needs to be, soul winning, going after people, so he has the freedom, he has the time to be able to do those things. And so we're going to be praying for them. We're going to talk more about this. We need to really pray for Sharon and pray for Melissa. And we're going to really encourage them. But we have to let them go through this journey primarily by themselves. Because that is going to accomplish what I'm trying and what I think the Lord is trying to accomplish for this ministry. Then what we'll do is he'll have that period of time. Well, and, and I already told them it's not like I'm saying, hey, you have to have this amount of people. That's not, that's not the goal. The goal is for him to get into. I already believe. So I'm going to just say this. I believe God's call is on his life. I believe that. I believe God's call is on Melissa's life. I don't need to prove that. I believe that. I just want them to go through this for preparation to make them better when we send them. And then at the appropriate time, we're going to send them. And then we're going to do all we can to help them up there, and we're going to be a big support system for them at the appropriate time. So we need to we need to really bathe this ministry in prayer. We'll have the singular tracks when we go out on Saturday. We'll have English tracks and singular tracks, and we'll be able to invite people and tell people about this. But when it comes down to the three o'clock hour, it's going to be Sharon, Melissa, and that's going to be it for right now, except maybe some little you know green light on a couple of little things. But for the most part, that's it. Okay, so I just want to make that really, really clear, and I'm excited about it because I'm going to tell you this. I know what it's like to preach to zero people outside of my family and maybe like one or two people, and they're like not even there, like 75 years old, and they show up, and they just need somewhere to get get out of the sun for a little while, and they're sleeping in the back row. I know what that's like. And it's good for you to go through some of that. And then, hey, if the Lord blesses and we have, he has 300 people, then, man, we're good, right? Then we've, we've been able to accomplish two things at one time. But I believe that the Lord will do this. I believe the Lord has a great work. I've seen even in my school, they have Sunday. They have classes at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 5.30. People are going to go where they need to go and do what they need to do. Okay, So very excited about this ministry, and we need to really bathe this ministry in prayer. Over the next few weeks, as it gets started on March 6th, it'll take a few weeks. My prayer is that as we get into Easter, it's really going to be humming, and it's going to really be going all right so very excited about that and then one other thing and i've told Brother Sharon this on sunday night in particular you know they're going to be working really hard and i've told melissa i've told sharon this because it's his wife with melissa on sunday night i just want you know we're not we don't have a lot of expectations there you know if she comes she's looking real tired sunday night and all that we're gonna we understand that okay so we're gonna work with them we're gonna care for them we're not going to be neglectful of the of the strain that they may go through, but they need to they need to experience this for where we're trying to send them to because candy's not going to be like a walk in the park. Amen. And so we'll pray for that. Okay. The next thing we've got is we're going to have new English tracks and then of course our singular tracks and invites. And so you know in the past we've had just kind of like if it's English, it's just kind of like a card. And then all of our tracks have been in singala and Tamil. And then at Christmas, we had our first full English gospel track. Well, now from now on, we're always gonna have an English gospel track. We're not we're gonna have cards, but we're also gonna have the gospel in English. We need to have that. We need to make sure every person that we invite in English can have the gospel. And then we're also going to take the gray track that Lucky wrote, and we're putting that Uh, into a new, kind of the new graphic system. And we're going to have that, because that's really our best singular track, by the way. That's going to be our singular track that we're going to be able to use and invite people as well. So really looking forward to getting that new literature. And then in August, we're going to have a huge friend day. August 21st, that that whole month, we're going to push for a big day to reach as many friends. We're going to have all different kinds of things going on. We're going to try to reach as many people as we possibly can for the Lord. So those are some of the things, there'll be other things obviously, but those are some of the new things that we're going to focus on in our city. And I mean, just those ones right there are pretty, pretty extensive. They're pretty, they're pretty enormous. Okay, now we're going to move on. I'm excited about these ones right here. We're going to talk about new streams in our country. Now we're talking beyond our city, right? Now we're talking about Sri Lanka. And I'm really excited about these two. And we were just able to confirm this last one this past week, um, But the first one is we're going to spend on the weekend of November 12th and 13th, we're going to spend that time with Brother Gobi. What we're going to do on Saturday is we're going to go down there and we're going to go soul winning with them on Saturday. Then we're going to go back on Sunday night and we're going to have a Sunday night up there with them. We're gonna have a combined service and we're gonna have food together and we're gonna have a service up there with Brother Gobi. You'll get to see the house and, and be a part of the ministry there. And so that's gonna be a great opportunity for us to partner with Gobi, help him give out tracts, help him invite people. And then Sunday night, because I mean a lot of a lot of us have it's been a long time and now you haven't seen his new location. So we're gonna have that Sunday night together and I'm really excited about that. And then the second one on March 23rd through the 26th, we're gonna have a Hapitali missions trip. We're gonna immediately this next week give the details as far as the cost, but primarily it's just gonna be the cost of travel and the cost of food. But we're gonna leave here on a Wednesday and we're gonna come back on a Saturday. We're gonna go up for those days. We're gonna we're gonna help Brother oneth We're gonna see Pastor Pastor Terry, see what the Lord's doing up there. Now let me just say this: this is not a tea time event. This isn't like call everybody from the past let's. this is going to be a missions trip where we're going to do the work of the Lord, okay? And it's going to be track distribution and being up in the mountains doing something for the glory of God. But I've been praying about this, been wanting us to get up there and be able to be involved. And this is going to be a really great experience for our church. And so beginning next week, we'll have the details and the sign-up sheets and all of that. And so I want you to pray about that. I want you to pray about the time with Gobi, and I'd like you to pray about this missions trip, about being able to go up there and see the need and see what God's doing in brother, with Brother Arneth and see how God's using Pastor Terry up there and, be, and let's get out and get the gospel in places. I've already talked to Pastor Terry about going into places and areas where there's been very little, if any, gospel and trying to get into those places and do things for the Lord. So that's a very, very exciting opportunity for our church. And by the way, my prayer is every year we'll take some annual missions trip to somewhere in our country, and that will, that, that is going to become a regular part of our life where we have a weekend with a national here, and then we have a missions trip somewhere in the country, and we just give a few days to being out there and being together and doing the work of the gospel together as a church. And then the last one is new streams in our world. And I'm not going to give a lot of details about this, but there's a couple of things that I'm really burdened about. The first thing is I believe we need to support more missionaries. And I love the missionaries that we're supporting, but I think we need to as a church, we need to last year, just with everything going on, we didn't take on any more missionaries. But I believe this year we as a church need to add to who we're supporting and increase our reach in the world of missionary support. The second thing you're going to begin to see us working on is our engagement with our current missionaries. And not just prayer, but involvement, interaction, and some different things. I really want us to not just not just no, not just know who they are, but be engaged with our missionaries. And so we're going to take some very proactive work. We've already been reaching out to some of the missionaries. We're going to try to do some things where we as a church try to help out different situations and different people, pray for certain things, maybe help give towards a particular need with some of our missionaries, and then just increase the amount of missionaries that we support. So, so these are just some of the highlights of what God wants to do in our heart with the revival the Bible Institute, with our church. We've got those events. We have the field trip, continue, ladies' event, promotion Sunday. Then in our city, the youth ministry, the single up ministry, the tracks, the friend day. And then in our country, the missions trips, and then new missionaries. So now what I want to do is they're going to, the the men are going to bring everyone a calendar right now. And I'm going to walk you through. I'm just going to take, I want to give you the calendar. And everyone should get one of these calendars. And I'm going to walk you through tonight just kind of what the year is going to look like. And and I'll be done with this tonight. And So everyone will get one. They're bringing them out for you. And so the calendar, the way it sets up is you're able to stand it like that. Isn't that nice? You're able to fold it. All right? And so the Lord was good. We've got a really nice calendar for all of our church people, everyone who wants a calendar. We have one for you. And so I just kind of want to just walk you through the year very, very briefly, very quickly tonight. Now, not every little thing is on here, but the major events and all the major things um, that you need pertinent are on here for your planning And we've tried to, let me just say this, as we give the calendar, I really try to have a balance where we have busy times, we have really busy seasons, and then you also have breaks. And you you need to have a mixture of both. And some of these things, you know, some some things may not, it's like might say one thing, but that one thing may require four weeks of nonstop church effort. So we have put all that in. I feel really good about our calendar, considering what it looked like last year and the year before. I feel like we're taking a, a good step in the right direction this year. So We'll make sure everybody has one before I begin tonight. Does everybody have one? Are we good? We still missing a couple? Okay, they're coming. All right. We good? Everybody have one? All right, so we're going to start with February. Obviously, we just had tonight is our Vision Sunday. Then next week will be our soul winning kickoff, and then next week we'll have our vision our youth vision night. So we're looking forward to that. Then we'll come into March. So you'll notice that we have dates that are circled and then in the bottom there it actually tells you what those events are. And so you come to March and we'll have for the whole month the split Bible classes for the adults and for the ladies. Then on the 6th, the Singala services will begin. And then on the 9th, the college will begin. And then on the 23rd through the 26th will be our Hapatali missions trip. So, I mean, you're going to see here literally this Sunday college, Hapatali, boom, here we come, right? So, we're going to get right into it. Then we come to the month of April. And, and April will really kind of revolve around the beginning around Easter. Okay, we're going to have to really pray about this because the weekend of Easter is also uh, the single of New Year. So that's going to be very interesting. Uh, but the 10th, we'll have a baptism Sunday. For, and the reason why we put that one on the calendar is because we have the Lord's Supper on Tuesday. And so anybody who's not a member who wants to be a member has to be baptized. So we always block that Sunday off because usually every year you have someone who's been converted, but they haven't been baptized yet. They want to be part of the Lord's Supper, but you have to be a member to be part of the Lord's Supper. So we have that on the tent to be able to do that. And then on that Tuesday night, we'll have our church, Lord's Supper, and then Easter Sunday. And then that Sunday night, we'll have the ladies' event. Really looking forward to that ladies' event. And then we'll come over to May. We'll have Mother's Day. And then we'll have the Institute elective that 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 night so we're looking for that so we'll kind of come through that busy easter time outreach going after it then we'll come in to kind of a light may then we'll come into june and june gets really busy we'll have that field trip on that first saturday of june we'll give more details about that have a great time as a church and then the eighth college will be concluding because then we're going to go into the 10th the men's barbecue The 11th, the ladies' prayer lunch, and then the 12th through the 15th, we're going to have a revival meeting uh, with Pastor Wayne Shemesh. So we'll be very much looking forward to that. All right, so now here's what you're going to do. Here's the trick. All right, so we're at June, right? So now what you're going to do is you're going to flip, and you're going to turn it towards you. Let Let me do it again. All right, all right, ready? So I'm looking at June. Are you looking at June? Are you all looking at June? All right, ready? All right, ready, flip it. All right, now flip it over. Ah, July, all right, that's a soaring special, I would have never thought of that, all right. Look at this, July, we have the whole month off, because Tess gets married and then we all quit. (laughs) No, it's just, just, I have, so the way I look at the the church is January, I've always kind of looked at it as a break, and then usually I have one more month where we, we'll have stuff going on, but it's kind of like, you know, not a lot going on. So that's July. Okay. All right. Now you can flip to August. Then in the month of August is going to be all about Friend Day. We'll have Friend Day outreach each Saturday, and then we'll have a big Friend Day. That's going to be a huge event. I'm really excited about that Friend Day. Then we'll go into September. We'll have our prayer conference up in the mountains. And I, can I just say this, man? I'd like you to pray about uh, this prayer conference, about attending this. Being a part of this is a very, very important meeting uh, for our church. So I want you to be there for that. And then, of course, college will begin in September. Then we come to October. We'll have our missions conference. Always a special time. Always a great time for the church to have our missions conference. And we'll come to November. We'll have split Bible classes. We'll have our church anniversary on the 6th. Then we'll go to... Uh, be with Brother Gobi up there at Calvary Baptist. Sunday night, we'll have that Sunday night time with them together. Then we'll have the Institute elective, the Lord's table. So one of the things towards the end of November, before we get into the Christmas time, we're going to have that Lord's table together, come together for the supper as a church. We'll do that. That'll be an annual thing at the end of November. And then the 30th, before we go into Christmas, college will conclude. All right? And then we go to December. How come I can't find December? There's a December, right? There's a December, right? It's behind January. January. Okay, all right. It's behind. I can't find it. Oh, I got to go back the other way. All right, I got you. All right, December, which is one of our premier times of the year, right? We'll have no desists. Thursday and Friday, church decor night. Okay? And then, and so then we're gonna be, you'll be up till about 3 a.m. on Thursday, up to about 3 a.m. on Friday. Saturday, you can sleep and recover yourself so that we can enjoy Sunday together. See, we've adapted, we've adjusted on that. And then, 9th will be the Youth Christmas party. Uh, the 16th will be the Christmas banquet. And uh, that was a great event last year. The 18th uh, will be the kids' Christmas party. The 21st, the night of carols, Christmas service on the 25th, and then our New Year's, our New Year's event as well. Okay. And then of course January, if I can find that, it's gonna take me a few minutes to figure this out again. Right. I was right? All right, it's behind December. Oh, there it is. All right. And then of course promotion Sunday. So all of our 30 plus year olds, you you'll get your dentures. Okay. <laughs> so so really looking forward to this year. And the goal, the, goal, the goal is this, we, we, have a great, we have a great core, we have a great menu, and all of those things this year we're working on improving, so you got to understand that. So this, you have this, but there's also things we're doing for Sunday school, there's things we're doing in Awana, we're doing things in the children's classes, so there's all these other areas that we're trying to improve, and then in addition, we have these fellowship events, we have the college. We have the revival. We have the missions trip. I mean, so we've taken some very, very solid steps, I believe, this year to have a great time together. And so the prayer, here's the prayer. The prayer is this, is that this is going to help support some new streams this year. It's going to support some of you getting on fire for the Lord, going to the next level for the Lord. It's going to support us seeing some people saved. Here in Colombo, but also uh, in the north—or not in the north, but in Brother Goby's church—and then up in the mountains. Really praying that this is going to lend itself to some growth and some development. Okay, so let's let's go ahead and stop right there, and let's pray. And we're going to have the pianist come right now, and I'm going to pray. And then here's what I'm going to encourage us to do as a church. Here's what I want us to do. I want us to—I want you to basically take your calendar. I want you to put it on your chair. For those of you that are comfortable with this, I want you to kneel in a moment. We're just let's just give this year to the Lord, and say, Lord, we've we've you know we've we've prayed, we've planned, but if you're not in this, if you don't show up in this, then it's nothing. And so, Lord, we want to give this year to you, and we want to see you do something this year that we've never seen in our church before. We want to see new streams in in this place in twenty. 22, And so I'm going to pray and I'm going to invite us to take some time and commit this year to the Lord. Let's pray.